Good afternoon, Blog Talk. Good afternoon, Blog Talk listeners. This is Tom Hayes. And we are just awaiting our guests. It's a Thursday afternoon here in, oh my goodness, more snow, Boston, Massachusetts, Beantown, USA. And today we're going to have uh, Rosemary Young uh, on the show with a guest of hers from Maine. And uh, I'm looking forward to it because we had a great show last time. Rosemary brought us up to her uh, situation and where she is these days. And uh, so, in fact, I'll tell you what I'm going to do here because I don't see any callers and I was just a tad late getting in here. I'm going to see where we can locate them and uh, get this show on the road. But, boy, in Boston here, we have been slammed with over 90 inches of snow and it's just been one uh, amazing horror show of uh, snowbanks and uh, trying to get around and trying to. <laughs> I'm finding that my. Uh, here we go. Maybe this is it. Tom Hayes? No, that's somebody who wants to sell me uh, an update on my electricity bill or something. I don't really understand. So you're getting a live uh, feedback here, and I don't dare end the show because if we end the show, we can't get back on the show. So please bear with me here. We'll uh, we'll get this figured out in a second. Hang on, folks. This is it. Let's uh, see if we can get round up uh, Rosemary. Hang on just a second, Rosemary. Are you there? Hey, there. I'm on the air. Oh, you are? Yeah, waiting for you guys. I'm sorry, I didn't catch you. I am waiting for you guys. I know, I got a hold of her. She's still not going to hold me, but if we want to go forward, we can. Now, if you want to do... Yeah, because we're on the air. We're live. Oh, okay. Great. All right, see you in a second. All right. All right. So that was the problem. It wasn't that I was a little late getting in here. Uh and so just trying to fill dead air <laughs> as I'm looking at 20-foot snowbanks and uh, more on the way. We have just a dusting of uh, more coming in. But uh, so hopefully Rosemary will be here in a second and uh, we can get going and find out what's going on. It seems like our guest is a little lost. They are way up in Maine, 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 Maine. I was in Maine on Saturday night performing my comedy show and was... On my way back to Boston, the prognostication was that we were uh, going to have almost uh, no snow up until midnight. And so I left Maine plenty of time to fit into that window of a hiatus in the storm. And when uh, I got to approximately Wells, Maine, I ran into the most incredible, absolutely wall of white that I ever have ever experienced. They have never been on the road. I was virtually and, and at times actually the only vehicle on the road with snow piling up probably two to three inches and uh, feeling the only way I was navigating. I have never driven a car. You know, we always hear about planes being navigated by um, by instruments. I was literally, thank God for my GPS, literally navigating my car uh, by the GPS. It was my only way of knowing that I was actually on the road. And it got so bad that I ended up on an exit off of 95, never knowing 
that I was on. Oh, here we go. Here's Rosemary. And I'll continue that story. Maybe I'll even finish it with Rosemary here. Rosemary! Come on. Let's go. There she is. Rosemary! Yes, hi, Tom. Yes, I am. Hey, finally! <laughs> yes, finally I'm here. Sorry for the delay. Well, I was, you should have heard me trying to fill um, fill dead space with a story of my trip through Maine last uh, last week, uh, trying to get home from a show I did. But uh, in any case, you're here. Great, great to have you. Uh, were you did you have any luck with uh, your uh, guest? No, I didn't, Tom. I'm sorry. I contacted her twice and. Uh, and she didn't get back to me, so something may have come up, and maybe who knows in the future she might uh, contact us. So. Okay, well, it's all right. We're uh, we're both on the air, and uh, we can continue where we were last time. Last time, I think we uh, left off. We were starting to speak about the fact how difficult it is to, um, you know, maintain the path, and to especially on the, when we get to that juncture in our life where we start to. Uh, understand that the more we try, the tougher we push, uh, the more difficult and the further things get away from us, and that when you kind of relax and just allow and accept and trust and let go, then things come your way. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I I remember discussing that, and it's very true. I've noticed that uh, the more I try to control and the more that I you know, push things, it seemed like things were pushing against me. So I just said, okay, you know, I'm just going to take this step and let go and just, you know, have faith that, that uh, you know, I will, you know, and it's just, it, it builds up the strength too is is what I really have to say is, uh, you know, when you do that, it, you get stronger. It makes you stronger. So well, uh, yeah, that's at first my theory. You know, we have to... I have to admit, though, when you're first going down that road, because we've been so trained and programmed to succeed, 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 try, 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 et cetera, that, you know, it's, you know, it's your decisions. And true, we do make decisions, but it's your efforts which will determine the outcome. Uh, And then to find out that that necessarily doesn't happen and then to decide, well, I'll just do the best I can and, and I'll give the rest up to, you know, a higher power or a source or whatever we want to call it. And um, then that is pretty darn frightening. It is. It's very it's very scary. Um, but I've noticed that uh, the more I do it, uh, fear just doesn't seem to be an issue anymore. You kind of just... You know, yeah, you know and it's isn't it don't you think that it's fear is the real enemy through all of this it is it is very much so i uh I have noticed through the years I was just thinking uh, the other day of saying that about i want to say close to four well about four years ago i was i let i let fear just completely dictate my life i I was afraid to just take any step and go anywhere and do anything. And I realized over time, I said, you know, I, I mean, I had to stand up to it. I had to, you know, look it and look it in the eye and just, you know, stare it down pretty much is, is what I would say. Stare the fear well, down. You know, that, and that is, a, that is the, uh, that is the, You've described it perfectly. Is that there is no other way other than through it? Yes, yes, 
know, just because it doesn't go uh, away and it does stand in your path all the time. You you've got new things, new experiences. You know, it, it's uh, but you're going along, you open another door, and you you know you just you you don't know if you should, you don't know if you should close it, but and it's instinct too. You know, if you have this feeling that something's right or something's wrong, you should follow that. I mean, it's just your first initial feeling, and there's a lot. There's many I've spoken to that do, and there's many that just still, you know, they they block it out. Exactly. Well, you know, I mean, that ultimately that's the that's graduate school in all of this is the uh, the instinct part, and it's the part that people. Uh, you know that people when when I tell people and I'm not ashamed to do it because I know that it's my inner voice and I'm looking at a card um, you know at least it was here a second ago of uh, Stephen Jobs when you know it's a great quote here it is and this is my mantra these days my time is limited I am not wasting time living someone else's life I will not be trapped by living someone else's life that is the result of other people's thinking I will not allow the noise of other people's opinions drown out my own inner voice. I have the courage to follow my heart and intuition. They somehow know what I truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. So here's a genius, the genius of Stephen Jobs, who certainly did exactly what he set out to do, put a ding in the universe. And probably nobody, you know, other than and certainly maybe even larger in, in life than even Stephen Jobs, Edison, you know, who, who who radically altered, was so used to the things that he created for us, like electricity and motion pictures and sound, et cetera. But, you know, these giants live exactly by that rule. They live by their intuition, their inner voice. And they are not ashamed to admit that there's an inner, inner voice. And that I'm, is, I'm sounds to me like to. what you're talking about. Yep. No, I'm not ashamed to say that at all. We all have uh, an inner voice, an inner um, instinct. Excuse me, there's Victoria. She's uh, voicing her opinion oh, right God now. Bless her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we have the inner voice, and that's and it's something that I, I you know, happen to bring up. Victoria just popped up, but, uh, you know, she uh, she has a strong inner voice because she's unable to, you know, really come out and and speak um, like you and I. And she has, oh, there she goes again. <laughs> she has a very strong one. And, uh, you know, it takes a little time for certain people to be around her, but they actually start seeing it. And there was a few that actually it was a short time that they picked up on it with her. So um, that she's, she's now, been a huge you know, I think we have to remind the listener what, you know, again, I, it, I don't think you can mention it too many enough times. Is what Retz is, and uh, you know how it affects her, and how it affects everybody around her, especially you as her caretaker. But you know, when you start talking about making major strides in your life, it's—I mean, I don't know anybody who's facing day-to-day adversity in the in the way you have, in the way that you've been given challenges way beyond what most people experience, what they could even begin to try to manage or handle and you've succeeded extremely well in that and and so once you you know again why don't you give us a little idea of what it takes for you to go through a day with victoria well a day with victoria 
I I have to put this. I'll be blunt, and it's actually going. It's may sound very emotional, and there's, you know, certain. It's it's a it's a subject all in itself. Where, you know, if you wake up in the morning and I hear her giggling or even say complaining in her room, it's it's just it's very it's a very re- relieving feeling because girls with wet, um, you know, some of the in her case she's very strong. She has a very strong heart, but girls with RET have had some, you know, it, it's been very uh, devastating, as I say, that, uh, you know, they may not make it to a certain age. But in her case, she's been very strong. We continue to knock on wood, family, you know, all of us, and uh, say that she will, you know, succeed, she will get stronger, and she will be able to function. And, in you know, in her case, in a, in a particular day, it's getting her up in the morning, um, getting her cleaned up and dressed, um, breakfast, medications, brushing her hair, brushing her teeth, um, you know, getting her off to school. And then when she's home from school, you know, it's uh, I sit and talk to her. I have a conversation with her. I follow her eye gaze. I follow her, um, you know, she's trying to speak. I follow that. And... You know, I'll definitely know if she's had a good or a bad day because I'll ask her and say, how was your day? And then I'll ask again and I'll say, did you have a good day? And she'll get this, you know, lit up look in her eyes and smile and I say, okay, she's had a good one. Continuing on, you know, right. she may, she'll sit with us, have a nap, have a dinner. And right now she's saying, I'm irritated. <laughs> you know, so, uh, and, and she's, she's being taken care of right now, but uh, she's, She's her patience is wearing thin, and she's she'll be 13 in May. So, you know, there's times her patience wears oh, thin. Did we talk? I think I did. I think I had seen the movie, The Theory of Everything, which is the biography of uh, Stephen Hawking. Did we mention that on the last show? Yes, we did. We did speak about Stephen Hawking. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it's coming back to me, especially about the eye movements. You know yes, that that's how he communicated. Yes. yes. Exactly. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so you, again, I I think the for the general public to, to me, you know, it, it's incomprehensible to see what and to imagine what you confront every single day and how you've adapted and you've had to, you know, why don't you talk about that a little bit? How you started to listen to that inner voice and how that doing that, that process of going there g- gives you the strength to do what you do every day, to uh, overcome this adversity. Well, I I would say, you know, and as I've mentioned before, I uh, I try to be, a, as I call it, a chronic optimist. <laughs> and uh, certain people may find that a little irritating, and I laugh at that, but it's, it's, your, it's the point of view you have. It's you know I can stay I can get up in the morning, and I can say, you know, oh, oh gosh, I have to do this again, you know, or I'm too right. tired to do this. Well, and I try to think of the first thing that I can that's going to get me motivated. You know, I get up early, I you know work out, do my yoga, meditate, and then say, okay, time to get Victoria out of bed, help get her out of bed. Um, you know, it's it's a feeling. It's just you know this. How can I put it? It's uh, keeping yourself on a certain rhythm, I guess. 
you know, and times, yep, that rhythm goes, you know, that rhythm falls and you got to pick yourself back up again. But, you know, it's something that you, in, in this case, you have to do. There's, you know, there are people out there that, you know, they have children with disabilities. Um, you know, they they may not be able to handle it. I mean, I, you know, went through a good portion of life, um, you know, wondering if I was going to find any friends or find anyone that would be able to handle the fact that I was a special needs parent and that, you know, my child was, quote, different, when really, all in all, she's just the same as everyone else. You know, she's just got a lot. I, I say she has a lot more strength because of what she has dealt with. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> obviously. I mean, and when for those who are lucky enough to see the theory of everything and to see what, I mean, they told him he only had two years to live and now he's in his 70s and determined that he will never retire and to see the juggernaut of a human that he is with all of the works he's done and the theories he's proved and the books he's written and the speeches he's given, et cetera, um, you know, and I know from my own situation that that doing, you know, creating that pathway, creating that circuit through adversity, um, and because you have you, it's it's it is a process. It's a building process. It's like building blocks. Each one that you go through, you kind of uh, they talk about, you know, there's a book written now about the brain that heals itself. That. And I know even from injuries, back injuries and other things I've had, that the body is so resilient that it will rewire. And if there are certain nerves are damaged or anything, new nerves will come in and, uh, and, and create, you know, pathways to override the ones that were damaged. And mm-hmm. so, and it's like that with ad- ad- adversity and getting the, the mindset and the tool set to get through that stuff is that, Doing it on a day-to-day basis, you slowly start to unconsciously. You're not even aware that you are getting stronger, and that you've, um, you know, you've incorporated a whole bunch of uh, adapting or, uh, you know, coping mechanisms that become second nature. Exactly, you hit the nail right on the head, Tom. With that, it's, it is. It like you said, unconsciously, you just do. You know, there's no question anymore as to how am I going to do this? You know, how is this going to work out? You just, you just do, you know. And, well, I, uh, you know, I read, a, again, a quote came across my computer or somewhere. It's not how many times uh, you fail, it's how many times you get up. It, exactly. <laughs> That's right. You pick yourself back up again each time. That's right. Right, and it's, and, uh, it's like yeah. that, you know. Right, it's just never quit, never quit, never quit, and you start to find out uh, what that means. I just saw, uh, the, I, I learned so much from movies. First of all, I, you start to realize, and it takes a long time to trust it, again, trusting that bigger part of ourselves. But, you know, uh, when I look back, and as Stephen Jobs talks about connecting the dots, I look back on my own life and what I was interested in right from the beginning. I loved film. I loved movies. I would not only see a movie, but I would couldn't wait to get home and tell the whole movie to my parents, mm-hmm. and you know express you know the what I got out of that movie. And I could find my brother who would just come home and pick up a ball and go out and play. He didn't care to do that, 
and that when I looked at a newspaper, I always gravitated to the comics and to the movie section, and sometimes I would look at the sports section. But mm-hmm. um, And then, you know, later on in life, following everybody else's lead on what how I was supposed to live my life, I didn't even, never considered ever the fact that I would be an entertainer and a comedian and uh, all of the things that I'm I'm doing right now. But th- I see now that that was my path, that was my mission, that was my destiny. And by getting out of the way of my own ego and the fears and, you know, the parameters set up by the world, only then was I able to do that. And, and you know, and I think the fact that losing my leg uh, also gave me a skill set real early at the age of 13 how to do, you know, overcome some of the things that, you know, Victoria's learned and that you've learned how to overcome those hurdles and to understand that you do, because of the adversity, you have a skill set that most people don't. And sometimes that's really hard for me to accept. It's like I can't understand why people can't do things and, you know, can't get back up. But they haven't had (laughs) what it looks like to us as curses or liabilities. We don't understand that those things were really blessings in the long run. They are. They are. I, as you were speaking about that, that's what I was thinking. I was, you know, and you know, I was sitting here saying that when Victoria was diagnosed, I, you know, I was devastated. I was, I didn't know how to take it. I didn't know. I said, how am I going to deal with this? You know, am I going to make it? You know, is she going to make it? And then after a while, the questions stopped. You know, they just stopped. And I've got to, I've got to get up and I've got to do what I can so that she you know doesn't suffer. And now what I'm looking into now is a possible it's a it's a little machine it's called a Toby T O B I I it's a it's a little um, uh, communicate communicative communicative uh, piece and where for the eye gaze she'll look at it and she'll be able to tell us you know tell me tell whoever that you know, what she wants or how she's feeling, for that matter. And that's been the biggest the biggest challenge over time was how she was feeling. Now I can I can break it right down, no problem. You know, certain cries, okay, she's hungry, she's angry, she's tired, she's, you know, just plain irritated. Or, you know, just certain look on her face to know she's content. But as I said, with, you know, the communication and everything, you know, that's – that she's communicating. <laughs> uh, Bless her. But, yeah. Bless her. So, um, yeah, that's that's the path with Rett syndrome that so far, you know, that I uh, say she'll be 13 in May. So, you know, I, I just keep thinking positive, keep um, striving. I, you know, got involved with Girl Power to Cure uh, and the Rett syndrome foundation. And the uh, at one point I was up... Uh, on a chair of the Maine Developmental Disabilities Council in Augusta, Maine. And uh, um, I do still have a seat. I still have a chair there, but I, you know, I had stepped down for a while because I, there was some uh, health issues, some other issues that had uh, come up. So, so this was all to get the word out for her because, you know, she cannot, she can't speak for herself. So I speak for her. I fight for her. So. Great, great. You know, getting back to, you know, when people, you know, oh, you hear a voice, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, yeah. And I said, you do too. And, 
you know, it's almost, I, I don't know if I covered this the last show, but I, when people uh, have told me that they've made a decision that turned out to backfire them, they always admit that something told them not to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably, if we were to try to give advice to people on how you get in touch with that voice, it's, you know, pay attention. And so many people over and over and over again will hear it and yet ignore it saying, I didn't trust it. It couldn't have been Either right. they, yeah, they didn't trust it or what happened to me in the past even um, was I would, you know, I would voice, I would speak about, you know, that particular feeling and then you'd have outside influencers telling you, oh, no, 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 you know, don't do this and you listen and that's just the wrong thing to do because, it, you know, it's not, you know, you're not living there, they're not living your life and you've got to, you know, step out of that, stepping out of that comfort zone and saying, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this myself. I'm going by myself. No one's going to change my mind. You know, I'm making this decision. I'm setting it in stone. That's it, especially if you have that inner voice, that inner feeling telling you, go for it. You Oh, and you sit there for a while and you weigh out everything and you say, well, no, the heck with it. I'm not even going to do that. I'm just... I'm just gonna just gonna as I say ride the wave, so to speak. <laughs> well, again, you know, I'm looking at right at I, I made this little tiny business card and I've got his image and uh, and it says I will not allow the noise of other people's opinions to drown out my own inner voice. And exactly. you know, I have the courage to follow my heart and intuition. And when he does his lecture to Stanford University, he says, it is your heart and your intuition. He says, you've got to trust in something. He says, you've got to trust either in life or in a higher being, or you have to trust in your own intuition or gut. He says, because although you're unable to tell where the dots in your life will ultimately connect, it does meaning that voice, meaning your gut, meaning your intuition, meaning your heart. <clears throat> and that's the thing that most people, I think, are out of sync with. And I know I was for mm-hmm. years, and you're saying you were as well. Why do you think that is? Why do you think so many people are out of sync, or is that just part of the journey through life? I think that's, that's part of a journey, as well as, uh, you know, letting fear get in the way. And... uh I'm just, you know, there's more to it. You know, a lot of times people think, well, if I, you know, what if I do try to do this, people think I'm crazy. Well, who cares what other people think? You know, it's right. it's what, you know, I I believe it's what, you know, you think about yourself and the choice the choice you're going to make and and to go with it. Um, well, ultimately, you only answer to yourself, don't you? Exa- yes. Exactly right. Yeah. You do. I've, every I've single been, day. I mean, it's, it's, go ahead. I, I've been. Uh, this is some, that's something I've been feeling for. It's been quite some time now, actually, uh, months actually that I've been working on that myself. And I, you know, I went from uh, dealing with such strong anxieties, such fears uh, that I, I was incapacitated, you know, by them, and then just by, you know, taking baby steps and, and going along. I said, you know, I, I can make this work. I can make this happen. I can do this. It's it's something is right now I have right in front of me. And 
I don't know, a lot of people do believe in it. Others don't. But I happen to have the book, uh, The Secret by is it Rhonda Byrne, in front of me right now. And there's a few others that I read, too, about the law of attraction. So, you know, what you what you send out comes back. As they say, you know, the, the good old karma wheel going when it comes around, goes around. You want to send out the positive. You want to send out the, you know, being grateful, being um, respectful, you know, just being... Uh, and, uh, you know, because what you give out, you get back. Yeah, I I think, uh, yeah, that is certainly, you know, there is one of the things that I, 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 again, I was a big proponent of the law of attraction, but I think there's a caveat with that in that people, um, the way that the book is written and the way a lot of the law of attraction people are, they're trying to say, well, you know, you can pull to you anything you want and no no <laughs> no, <laughs> you, no you can't that's that's going that's going kind of far on that you can't really pull everything you want but in this like i said after i read the book it was more i think i used it more to just be um to be more positive you know yeah exactly to, and, 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 and when you do reality. that what you do end up doing is attracting positive things you know, you may not, yeah. you know, it's like the Rolling Stones say, you know, you may not, if you, you can't always get what you want, but if yeah, you try sometimes, yeah. you just might find you get what you need. Because yeah. there's a part of us, that higher part of us, knows what we need, and is that is going to come to us. Not, you know, I always, I say to these people now who are, you know, the, the, the pop culturists of, of the law of attraction and uh, the high priests and priestesses of the law of attraction, and I go, you know, what do you think you're going to do, trick the universe, you know, trick God, trick your higher self, you trick can. your source, whatever you want to call it. You're going to trick it into getting, mm-hmm. you know, that Mercedes? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, are you going no, to trick... No, not at all. Are you going to trick the universe into, you know, making Victoria better in the next five minutes? No, 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 no. no. No, but it, you know, can, it but, can give me, yeah, it, it well, can give you me know, strength. But, right, but what you start to understand is that you you really don't have any choice over what comes your way. That's life. Exactly. Life will give you in the next, none of us know in the next 10 seconds what will come. And But the only thing that we have the power to do, the only power of choice is how we react to it. And you certainly have, through all of these years, you know, reacted in, a, in the most profound of ways, in the most, you know, positive of ways, with the toughest, I mean, to me, that's just incomprehensible. I mean, losing a leg, to me, is nothing compared to what you've had to deal with every single day, because I just basically had to take care of myself and when I had a family of course I took care of them but I was blessed with healthy kids and and all of that but uh, but you, you know you are you know you have a, a, a mountain to climb every single day and that's just so admirable well it's well, I was just going to say that's something you said that because you know you say I have a mountain to climb while I can I, I can climb it and complain and and you know go, oh, you know this is hard. Or every now and then I could stop and look around me and take in what's around me and you know be grateful for what I have around me. 
because if I just keep, you know, focusing on, you know, just staring right at, at, at it's looking at the big picture is what I'm what I'm trying to say. You know, I'm looking right. at the big picture here and and not just right. exactly. The one and you know, and that's that is the thing is that you know the kind of stuff we're talking about is extremely extremely important and you know big jump for a lot of people and it's the foundation of becoming more enlightened and more you know uh realized as a human being and as a soul but you know the tough the things that get up on the higher end is when you start to understand you'll you'll see what you choose to see that's right you know there's where choices so you can focus you could focus every single day on what on certain levels of what you're seeing and yet just from hearing you speak instead of focusing on victoria's disease you look inside at her soul and you've gone beyond her inability to communicate and you see you can understand what she's trying to say that's right and yes i every single day i go in her room i say good morning i give her a kiss we i give her a smile i tell her how beautiful she is she looks at me and smiles and she you know she gets all excited and it, especially the sun's that i open up you know the blind for her and I tell her it's a beautiful day, she's going to have a good day at school, and go from there, you know, and it's just, I see so much, there's so much more in all of the girls, all of them, that their personalities, their intelligence cannot be measured, they're just, you know, it's, I've, I've actually, I think I mentioned before, uh, once I think it, well, it might have been the first show, um, was uh, about one that actually had put together music, you know, when she got older. So, you know, wow. like like the like it says, I have one of her cards right in front of me. It says, "My name is Victoria. I have Rett syndrome, an awful neurological disorder that messes up most everything I try to do, and it mainly affects girls. I cannot talk, use my hands, or move around very well, but I can hear you. I understand you. I am smart. There are hundreds of thousands of wow. other girls like me. Yeah. So she's, you know, she knows. She's so aware." And it, that's uh, it's it's uh, it's a good thing and it's heartbreaking at the same time because she's so aware of what's going on around her. She wants to speak. She wants to let that out. And you know, she I've been working with her every day, every day. I mean, we I try even just for a short time, you know, because sometimes she doesn't want mom in her face all day. You know, <laughs> so uh, you know, it's just for a short time that you know I can get anything out of her, and even if it's a sound. I know, okay, that's her coming out. Right, right. And, and uh, you know, again, this whole rewiring thing, I and mean, there's a book written, um, my, oh, my beautiful, oh, A Stroke of Genius. And um, this woman, mm-hmm. she was a MIT professor, and uh, she suffered a stroke, and through, you know, c- continued uh, work, and discipline, et cetera, rewired her brain back to where she is now normal again when half her brain died. But, you know, so it's that constant work, the things that you're doing that are obviously, you know, being effective. Yes. You know, and kudos to you to have the courage to go there. What do you think now, I mean, let's talk about the courage part. What do you find 
you know, how do you connect to that courage? What do you think that courage is? I mean, obviously we we talked a little bit about ego and uh, right, things like no. that, but it's not, you know, you just start to trust that there's this, and again, I, I try to explain this to people, and I yesterday wrote uh, somebody what I was trying to explain to them, that it's impossible for them, to, for, you know, for certain people along whatever path they're on, wherever they are on that path, it's hard for them to understand what we're trying to say, but there's, it's almost like there's a place that you arrive to. And obviously, you, it's not a physical place, but there's mm-hmm. a place you arrive where you just know that things are okay, no matter what, and that you get, get the courage, no matter what comes your way, you get the courage to plow through it. So it's not, you know, a discipline from a an attitude, just an attitudinal thing, or a, certainly not a physical thing, but you just kind of sense that beyond, I, I call it, sometimes I call it the, the man behind the curtain. There's always a man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. There's always, mm-hmm. you know, a, a woman behind the curtain. There's always a being behind the curtain that you can't see, but that you know is there. And that to me, that's where the courage co- comes from. Is that make any sense to you? It does. It does. We, you know, it's it's looking inside ourselves. Yeah, it, it, right. it may sound simple to say, but it's the truth. You know, you, you, you look deeper inside yourself and you find it. You know, it's just something now, that... You talk a lot about meditation and yoga. I mean, are these things, did these things help? Were they, were they just, um, or were they the, the things that got you there? How do you feel you found that pathway? What was, how, how did you wake up? Well, it, well, it seems like it it took it took a while, but I I think it was just every day I decided to, you know, I would say, "Okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to do this." Even if it was the smallest thing, but when the with the meditation and the working out and the yoga and everything, um it was something I looked forward to, and then I just started doing more. And yes, it each time it got me it I became, you know, it was stronger and stronger. Um, but it's, I was also, like I say, following, following my, that inner voice. And it's just, it's just something you just know. And at times it's hard to describe, really. Um, I think everyone has it in them. Everyone has the courage. Everyone has the gift, These any gifts. I mean, it could be anything. I mean, so everyone has it. And either they will find it or it will just come to them. Or it will find them. Exactly. It will find you. I always (laughs) used to tell people, right, I used to tell people who would be in panic and stress and and everything else, and they would run in their lives. They would become workaholics, alcoholics, you know, drugaholics, you know, addicts, whatever. And, um, you know, relationshipaholics, you know, it didn't matter what it was, you know, but they, they were getting filling their heads with activity and noise. And I would laugh and say, you know, and no matter what they were doing to themselves, I'd say, you know, you can only run from yourself, big S. You know, you can only run from the higher self so long before it catches you. If it will catch you. You'll, you'll either have a breakdown or you'll get really sick, but it will stop you dead in your tracks. Mm-hmm. And, and literally maybe even do that. But it will catch you because you can't run from... It's a senseless, you know, flea. You were mentioning movies and and books. So I uh, one of them that, uh, in fact, I went to 
a psychic. I had a reading once, and she was very good. She was she was quite on key on quite a few things. And one of the things that she had just she wrote down was the movie Eat, Pray, Love. And so, so I decided, okay, I'm you know I'll read the book, and I did, and just loved it. And then when and I watched the movie, and I realized that, you know, the person that had, you know, done the movie, done the book, um, I'm, I could be wrong. Like, <laughs> I could be wrong. I think it was something out of a personal experience. I'm not sure that she, she pretty much found herself, you know, and that's, you know, in order to, I think that's where, you know, this is going. You find, like you said, that self, um, you get to know it. And it's just like getting to know anyone over time. And that's what I started to do. I started to say, okay, I've, I've got to, you know, look at me, look at myself, and I'll be able to, you know, and I was able to find the strength. I was able to find, you know, the courage, every, you know, and all that. And uh, even find my health again. So, you know, that's... Um, I think that's just yeah. That is a that is a. I, I tried reading the book. I couldn't get into the book, but I found that uh, the movie was fascinating because it absolutely proved that she followed. You know, here she was in this awful marriage. You know, for her, not for her husband, but it was painful for him to for her to let go. But she did because she had to do it for herself. And then she went off on this thing of eating. She ate her way through Italy, and then she went to <laughs> India. And, and then she went to was it back to Bali and uh, yeah. or, you know one of the islands and she uh, fell in love found her true love and you know it's amazing the success she has she gives a great talk um, Elizabeth uh, I forget her last name and uh, she right there, yeah. gives a great talk about that how she found that voice and how she was able to write the book and basically the the voice wrote the book for her you know, and uh, became a huge bestseller in a great uh, movie, you know, played by uh, Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a great story. Well, listen, we're going to run out of um, time again, so before we get cut off uh, and we don't get the last words out, anything you want <laughs> to say to wrap this up? Well, I, uh, I said this, well, another wonderful show, I have to say. Number one, and uh, and you know what? One of the things that we've got about a minute and a half, but you used the whole thing. You were afraid to do this at first. I was, I was, uh, and it was what about a year ago? So I, I was a little, uh, how can you put it, shy about doing. It. But now, I, I've stepped out of that. I've, you know, I've, I've uh, stepped out of that shell. I think. And you're doing a great job, and it's you've got a fascinating story and a great great lessons to teach everybody. So listen, let's pick it up before we get you know this truncated ah, silence. Uh, let's pick it up and do it again, and hopefully you can get your guests to come on next time, and we can see you know from a, somebody else's standpoint how they're making a, their way through life and finding their inner self. Well, that's fair. I do have someone else as well that does want to come on the show, so I think he just might be the next one to come on. And I'm going Fantastic. to mention it to him. He was he was interested. Yep. 
Right, and I just saw a bus with the numbers eleven eleven on it, which we can talk about some other time. Yes, <laughs> but that's exactly. one of the I see recurring in my life. All right, Rosemary, yes. thank you so much. Until next time, thank you for being a guest and giving us so much insight. All right, thank you, Tom. It was great to be on again. <laughs>